The difference between a good operator and a bad operator isn't experience in the industry as much as it's surrounding yourself with the right people and understanding that you can't do it all. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello, welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. If you happen to be new to this show, I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho, and I learn their origin stories and how they have overcome challenges to achieve their business goals. We also get to know our neighbors better and create a great community by knowing one another just a little more. So today, I have a local businessman here who has had his own share of business ups and downs, and now he helps entrepreneurs scale their business and achieve their dreams. So welcome Aaron Markham of View Advisors. Thank you, it's good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for your time today. We're, ex we're excited to learn about what View Advisors is. So tell us, what is it? View Advisors really helps companies um, with three main things. Uh, really helps companies get their team, especially their leadership team, 100% on the same page with their vision. And the second thing is to get traction on that vision so that no matter where they go throughout the organization, they can see their vision being executed. And so that's really important. And the third thing is to help them build, a, especially at the leadership team level, a uh, healthy, cohesive uh, leadership team that love to be together and enjoy one another's company. I think that's important in any business. And so that's, that's really, and, the, and the, the tool I use is the EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. Okay. Uh, outlined in the book Traction by Gina Wickman. I'm the uh, professional EOS implementer, the only one in Eastern Idaho right now. So So that was a specific training that yes. you had to go to. Yeah, and I consistently go to every quarter. I, okay. I, I go out and okay. get updated on the training and making sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing. And, and part of that journey, I mean, I can tell you, I'm sure you'll have questions about my journey, but how I got to EOS and in my own business and so forth. Yeah, so we'll talk about that, but let me talk yeah. a little bit about, let me help, help me understand View Advisors. So yeah. would I be an appropriate client if I was, um, what I heard you say had, to, had a lot to do with leadership. Is it primarily to help the leadership all get on the same page or is it any small business that just wants to do better? Who's the ideal customer? Ideal customer usually has 10 to 250 employees and it starts at the leadership team level. So, you know, as any company, as goes the leadership team, so goes the company, right? And so I work primarily myself with the leadership team. Okay. That's in this room that we're having this interview. Yeah. You see this table here that's usually... That's where I sit down with leadership team members, both locally and, you know, nationally. I work, have some national clients I work with, but it's uh, it's all about getting the leadership team on the same page and and 100%, you know, get the vision aligned, and then they push EOS and the vision down throughout the organization. So everyone benefits from EOS, but it's really the leadership team training everyone else within their organization. So just like it says, it's an entrepreneurial operating system. It's, yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's an operating yeah. system. It gives yeah. me a framework to be able to follow, to have success in my business. That's right. Okay. That's right. It's, it's really the framework for execution. Mm -hmm. So many entrepreneurs, and I was no different 
they have all these ideas, things that the books they read, you know, they'll read Entre Leadership or they'll read Seven Habits or whatever, good to great. Those are required reading. You have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> required reading. And, but the problem is it's hard to get traction on those ideas. Yeah. It's their idea. They want to implement in the business, but they don't know how to get it implemented. Right. EOS is all about the execution and making sure that there's a framework in order to get those things done. It's phenomenal. It's just timeless concepts originated by Gina Wickman, who's the founder of EOS. He, uh, he started you know, EOS based upon what he experienced in his own family business uh-huh. and saw that he had a knack for the art and science of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so he started working with his, you know, in Detroit is where he's from, he started working with his local EO chapter, he's one of the founding members, and found that he, he really understood how to get, help business owners get traction in their business. So he built out for about five years, he worked on these tools and concepts as we now know as the entrepreneurial operating system. Yeah, yeah. I I think oftentimes we um, start our businesses and we might have been really good at whatever it is, Mm -hmm. uh, but we don't know how to run a business necessarily. I I say that about myself in, um, I'm a nurse by training and so I've had opportunity to be leaders a leader in nursing and I'm like I, I was trained as a nurse I you know you don't get tr- leadership training necessarily so you kind of right. learn on the job which is not always a really good yeah. place to learn yeah. same thing happens for us entrepreneurs yeah that's exactly right and it's interesting you bring that nursing background up because my background is in healthcare and home care right and uh, and so many nurses start their own home care company but don't know how to run a business. Yeah, and yeah. that's where EOS is very helpful in those kinds of situations, well, in almost every situation. Yeah, sounds great. So when you talk about national clients, are you traveling to them or do they travel here to Idaho Falls? Or do you do that like, or you, and you can do it remotely as yes. well? Yes, mm-hmm. I use a, um, so I usually go out to their first session. So I do full day sessions with leadership teams. So my, my I have, I. I work with an exclusive group of clients because are ones that I want to work with, yeah, you know, because right, you I, I limit it to a certain, certain number. But the ones that I travel to, I usually go out to their first session, meet their teams, and then I, I turn it to a virtual experience. And I use some a really cool technology. You can't see this on this podcast, but I have this conference thing right here. It's called the Meeting Owl, and it's a 360 camera I give to all my remote clients. It allows me to feel like I'm in the room. So whenever someone's speaking, it, I can see them speaking right front and center. It's way better than one of those spider phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It's great. It is. It's, it's, it's like this little and, tower that's in the middle yeah, of this table. So I've never seen one of those. Phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. So I send it out to all my clients and we use that and it works really well. Yeah, it kind of helps you feel a little more Involved. integrated into the team. Yeah, they're amazed uh-huh. when I when someone's on their phone, I call them out. I can see <laughs> everyone know. in the room. And, hey, that is a yeah, great thing. Yeah, so it's it works out well. Is this like new technology or did you it just is. Yeah. it's fairly new. Yeah. Well, I don't know, it's new to me. Yeah, I mean, it's I new to me too. I just using it in the last few months and uh-huh. I just cuz before I was just doing the regular virtual cameras and this has been a game changer for yeah. me it's allowed me to take more of my clients virtually yeah that's great well yeah. i think i might have to check into that yeah. that's pretty awesome yeah. meeting owl the meeting owl okay it's about 800 dollars, i think to get yeah it's cool one. so yeah all right sorry we digressed yeah, but that's yeah, a really that's, cool yeah. piece of technology well, your listeners <laughs> might benefit from that in their, exactly in their conferences. they have virtual staff it's a great 
it's a great system. Yeah, good. So what is the engagement? If somebody decides to work with View, View Advisors, is it just a, hey, come in, do this thing, and then leave in a month? Or what does that look like? No, what it is is EOS takes about, with any with anything that works when it comes to a business model, and it takes time. And so it's yeah. about a two-year journey with me. So I tell them right out of the gate, please plan on about two years to work with me. And we do about, in those, those two years, we do on average... 10, possibly 11 full day sessions okay. in those two years. So it's, it's a commitment uh, that they have to make with their leadership team. And uh, and, and then they're probably doing work in between that they have yeah. to report on, yeah. obviously. Yeah. We call mm -hmm. them rocks and there's other things. And you know we really, we help them get strong in what we call the six key components of their business. Mm -hmm. We help them get strong in their vision component, their people component, their data component, their issues component, process, and traction on all that. And so it's their six key areas that over the two years I help them get better and get stronger at. And it's like, it's like a muscle. They yeah. have to just keep working at it. So then do you have specialists in each of those um, key areas that help train them? Or is that you that does that, all of that's, that? That's typically me. Okay. See, what, what EOS is the framework of execution. For execution but I'm not the execution I'm what you would call a teacher facilitator and a coach right um, what's nice is I've been in their shoes there's usually not an issue I haven't faced yes and, you know because I've dealt with two larger companies that I've grown to over 100 employees so I've dealt with a lot of those issues but really they're the ones solving their issues between the between the different sessions I give them the tools to be able to really work on their own because the challenge with some consultants out there is they're helping them with the execution and it's creating a codependency or a, you know, where they're not empowered to do it and figure it out on their own. Right. My, uh, my role is to help them do it on their own, mm -hmm. you know, to mm -hmm. help them understand. You don't want to have to be there for no, forever. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not going to infiltrate their company like, like some might want to. Yeah. I love it when someone's ready to move on and, 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 and use EOS. For the long term yeah and they've got it through the entire organization by the time i i exit so so talk to me you said that you there's really nothing that you have encountered that you hadn't experienced in your own life uh, mm -hmm. with these businesses so talk to me a little bit about that you've started businesses before what yeah. you talked a little bit about healthcare or home yeah. health so what what is your journey to get to view advisors sure i'll try to give you the condensed version <laughs> okay <laughs> So I started my first successful company in 2001, 2002, kind of uh, over those two years. And it was a home care agency out of Salt Lake City. And I love working with the elderly. I loved working uh, even in, in college. My wife and I were involved in the elder hostel program at Utah State. She actually ran that program. And uh, so, so really, are you trained? Are you trained clinician? Are you no, healthcare trained? No. So my what's your background, background? My background is business. Okay. Uh, prior to getting into, into home care, just hiring the right people. Yeah. Why home myself. care? Like I, I, other yeah. than the fact that you love the elderly, yeah. that's not necessarily a, I Hey, know. I want to be an entrepreneur crazy? and do home care. Yeah. You know, I found it on entrepreneur.com. I started doing some research on up and coming businesses. Yeah. I was again, attracted to the L, you know, to seniors and yeah. so forth. And home care was the top of the list sure. and so I thought you know what I can if I, I get the right people it. I can do this and we put some money away not a whole lot remember that first year we uh, 
we had the we were on Medicaid and yeah we were living struggled. I think we we lived off twenty one thousand dollars that year with three kids almost four <laughs> kids yikes so it was it was a rough first year too yeah. with with home care but did you uh, see so let me take you there because yeah, let's yeah. I mean many of us are in that situation where we're like I I have a passion for this and I want to do this but I can't feed my family. Yeah. So did you see in that moment when you were just starting that business that there really, there was hope, like that it was gonna grow and give yeah. you something or had you, did you think, what have I done? Yeah, well, of course I thought in the first, I think about third month, I was like, what did I do? Yeah. You know, I had invested in stupidentrepreneur.com. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, and this, this is, uh, um, you know, kudos to my, I'm going to be your second person, probably getting a little emotional. People know me <laughs> kind of wear on my sleeves. It's but, all good. But uh, my wife was, there was just no quitting her. You know, F failure was not an option. And, and she really stuck by my side through all this. And uh, she was really on board with this vision. Really on board. Mm -hmm. She didn't want me to fail. She knew how, how, how unhappy I was in the corporate world because that was where I came from. And, and telecom was my, my, my former background. And so failure wasn't an option. So that was extremely helpful. I think with any entrepreneur surrounding yourself with a very supportive group is imperative. And, and so because of that, we made all the necessary sacrifices mm -hmm. um, to make it work. Meaning, you know, tight on our food budget, living off almost nothing. We sold our home. I mean, just went through, we just like failure is not an option. Let's just, we're going to make this, this work. work. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, within the first six months of making, you know, just kind of saying, okay, we're just going to make this work. It started generating revenue and it started growing. And, you know, I, I, I didn't actually expect it that quickly, but it was just a lot of work that we put into it. And, uh, my first client, I remember brought him on board and it was, uh, it was a 24-hour client oh, where of I was course. providing of caregivers, course. and I thought, this is great, you know, <laughs> this is a great first client, and he passed away three days later. Yes, that's so not how that usually happens. So, uh, but, you know, it gave me a good taste of what this was all about, but yeah. I, I loved it, and I loved the impact, and I look back, and that's why I'm still touching that industry, because, you know, it's such a, such a need to keep people, help them age in place. Yeah. And, um, we could, we could talk forever for about that. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. If only there was a structure that really allowed people to be at, you know, really be at home for extended period of time because traditional home health doesn't even necessarily allow long periods of right. care. Were you also doing hospice? No, was, we were partnered okay. with hospice companies. Mm -hmm. We were purely providing the aides and the caregivers. Mm -hmm. in and the billing home. Medicare. And bi uh, not even billing Medicare. This was private pay. Oh, it was private long-term care insurance it's out there's a term called private duty i don't necessarily love that term yeah. but that's that's mm -hmm. kind of the uh um but it's uh very much needed it's like assisted living in the home right locally here personal in care Idaho, service you've got some great companies visiting angels mm -hmm. here locally is a wonderful company that that's a customer of ours a home care pulse what company i have now yeah um, home helpers another yeah. great yeah uh, another customer of ours those two really do a great job here locally. And that's the type of company that I had in Salt Lake. Got it, Lake. got it, got it. So Okay, so you're in Salt Lake, you're mm -hmm. doing home care. 
Well, you're, we're in Idaho Falls. So I know. So, <laughs> tell me okay, about that so transition. Finish this journey. So halfway, about halfway through, through, this, um, through my home care agency, I saw the need for data and especially satisfaction data. I didn't know what was going on in the field like I wanted to. And I tried to do surveys and just never could really get things to work. So I, I contracted with a third party that really special, specialized more in the home health, Medicare, yeah. as well as the assisted living. Mm-hmm. Great company. They're still a great company that, that, that uh, is located in Salt Lake. But I was being benchmarked against traditional home traditional health, home yeah. health, which wasn't the right kind of comparisons and so forth. So I really didn't know how I stacked up. And so based upon my experience with that company, I thought there needs to be one for, for in-home care, yeah. for the type of home care I was providing. And that's where I got the idea of Home Care Pulse. And, uh, and I, I, I'm from Eastern Idaho. I was born in Downey. Uh, my parents live in Rexburg. I wanted to get back up there. I went to Ricks College and I wanted to, I remember at Ricks College that the lack of opportunity and jobs for, for the locals and the local community, as well as, as the students. And so I, I decided to start Home Care Pulse in 2007. We bought some land up here. We started building a house. I actually had both companies, my home care agency and Home Care Pulse, for about a year and a half. It was too much, and there was some conflict of interest. I had some competitors who wanted to be customers of my my um, satisfaction management company. Yeah, and the, you were competitors yeah, for your was, home care. Yeah. Now, did you tra- did you move um, home care to Idaho, or did you? That was all no. in Utah. That was all in Utah. Okay. I kept there. I had a business partner there that I that sweat it through sweat equity she she earned her equity and partnership mm-hmm. and so i helped transition the business to have her kind of take it over then moved my family uh, to rexburg and officially started home care pulse in 2008 okay we brought on our first clients in 2009 and purely satisfaction management measuring the satisfaction of their clients and their caregivers starting with the clients first and from there, it just, we hit a niche. We're still really the only company in that space that does what we do, yeah, which is pretty yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. So we are now, we're like the J.D. Powers of home care. We have the, in 2010, we started the Best of Home Care Awards. Great. And we have a website called bestofhomecare.com where, you, where, where loved ones can look up uh, you know, award-winning agencies in their local yeah. area. So we now work with nearly 2,000 home care providers throughout the country and helping them improve quality of care. That's So great. where I had my home care agency, I was impacting the local level there. Now it's, it's a global impact, you know, national impact, I should say. Uh, on Did you have agency. any idea that it would be that big? You know, I had visions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I had visions that what I wanted to do and that I just didn't want to influence local, but I wanted to really elevate and, sophistic- and, and further sophisticate business owners of home care agencies yeah. on because, how to run a better business. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do they? Do you have to be licensed in the state of which you are providing care? You're not billing a government entity, so not typically. Okay. There's some programs. Yeah. Out so there, then, even more, Medicaid you want to make sure that you, that there's some type of a measure. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty impressed with the 2,000 agencies who chose to use Home Care Pulse. They had no real requirement to have to do no. this. They just no. wanted to be the best they yeah. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Great example of that. Idaho doesn't have a lot of great, I think they, they can improve their licensure and so forth. And 
um, in an appropriate way. Sometimes it's an overreach, right? When they when they build out those programs. Yes. But you know, visiting angels, home helpers, those local agencies here is a great example of their desire just to they try. Just want to be better. Be better. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's motivation to earn awards and to 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 be able to to, to say, hey, we're best with home care. A lot of agencies say they provide great care, but can they prove it? Right. And so the satisfaction scores and the feedback from these clients and their caregivers help them prove that. We have three different classifications of awards there. And anyway, so that, uh, that's, it, that grew and we have about 100, 125 employees up there in Rexburg uh, in uh, Home Care Pulse. So I... We moved up here and I, halfway through the Home Care Pulse journey, and we started growing and grew fast. And then we kind of hit a, hit a ceiling. We kind of plateaued. We're like, oh, where do we go from here? How do yeah. we grow it? Yeah. Uh, we also added a, we, we do the annual benchmarking study for the home care industry, the only one of its kind. It's like the Bible for home care owners. And Great. we're the engine behind that. Uh -huh. So we've done some things that, that have been really kind of innovative and, and pretty cool. But... We hit is the, there is there an association for home care? Yeah. Okay. Home Care Association of America. Okay. I just uh, returned from their conference. I just spoke uh, uh, yesterday, actually, at their conference in um, Tucson. I just flew in uh, from it last night. Anyway, great association. I've been very well involved. Yeah, sounds we like it. Provide a lot of the data for that association, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. really, really try to help with the advocacy and other things that that. Uh, with that, with that association, very tight. We're one of their great, their premier partners there. So, great association. Anyway, so halfway through the home care pulse journey, we hit the ceiling as a company, and I had a customer. Uh, it's actually another visiting angels out of Washington who introduced me to the book Traction, Gina Wickman and the EOS. And there you go. And that's how I found EOS. <laughs> and we implement, try to implement it ourselves, and that wasn't working. So we we hired someone like myself. We flew them in from Minneapolis, actually, because there's no one here local, uh, so to to come and help us implement this wonderful, wonderful man, Dan Hawks, who really helped us move our company forward. A great mentor of mine today, mm -hmm. and uh, and so when we kind of completed, kind of graduated ourselves from that program, I decided to step down as CEO at Home Care Pulse and wanted to uh, give that reins over to a very capable leadership team. We went from you know, fairly constant turnover at Home Care Pulse to zero, pretty much zero turnover at Home Care Pulse. We wow. really have a wonderful culture there. Yeah. And uh, a great leadership team. So Eric Matson uh, is now the CEO. I stepped down last year and now really focus on helping other entrepreneurs do the same and implement EOS. So tell me about this. I mean, I often, when I'm sitting in conferences or something and I hear people talking, I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. So mm -hmm. was that what you were doing when you were listening to EOS and they were taking you through this for Home Care Pulse? Was that going on in your mind? Like, it was. I love this. I have to do this. Uh, you know, I loved it because I saw what it was doing for my own company. I mean, absolutely transformational. And, and you can talk to my entire leadership team at Home Care Pulse and they'll tell you the same thing. 
they they saw their the transformation. Lives were bad. You yeah. did you transform? Did I you transformed. transformate? That's not a word, by the way. But <laughs> did you transform? Yes, I did. Yeah. I transformed. Yeah, and uh, personally, it really helped me personally. It's interesting because I I think you know although you had education in business, mm -hmm. did you really Actually, know I, my education? I graduated and hit with a major in history. History, yeah. yeah. So, so like <laughs> you had business experience, and yeah. so I think we believe then we know what the heck we're doing. But did you see? as you started working with these guys that really you didn't maybe like you had a piece of the pie, but you yeah. didn't have the whole thing. We didn't have the whole thing. And again, I was the visionary without knowing it in the company, but trapped in what we call the integrator seat. Meaning I was a, a visionary trying to do the work of a COO, I guess mm -hmm. in layman terms. Mm -hmm. And, and I really, and I had a COO, you know, but I was stepping on his toes constantly. I, had, I didn't want to lose control. And, yeah, of and, course not. You know, EOS allowed It's your it allowed, baby. Yeah, it was my baby. But what EOS did for me, it helped me learn how to let go mm -hmm. and help me trust my leaders. It helped me get the right people in the right seats, which was huge for huge. me. Huge. Mm -hmm. And so... Probably another real key thing that reduced your turnover. Yeah, Because they just... People weren't in the right roles. Yeah. They weren't... Yeah. Exceeding right. in their right. their specialties, yeah, and they were tired of Aaron coming forth with ideas <laughs> that they couldn't get traction on. Right, They're like oh no, here comes another, another idea. one. Even when I presented EOS, it was at first seen, okay, here's another one of here's Aaron's. the flavor of the day, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But when they saw that I was serious about it, I mean, I really was gravitating to it. We everyone got on board, which I'm really grateful for, especially Eric. Yeah, he really embraced it. Something I'll always appreciate about him is he just really got on board, loved it. He saw it as a way to, to help us work better together. And once we figured out that we had a visionary and an integrator, the two of us, the magic really started to happen. Because you got really, out of each other's way. Yeah, we got out of each other's way. We had our functions, our roles, and our responsibilities, and we really started gaining some some traction on that. And the nice thing about the, all that experience, I stepped down, but I didn't step out. Yeah. So I am I'm chairman at Home Care Pulse still. I love being involved that way uh, because I have passion still for, for that industry and also for the team mm -hmm. and being available to, uh, to the team when they need me. And, uh, and then being able to continually, you know, I wouldn't say they're my guinea pig, but you know, it's, it's, sure. uh, yeah. it's they are more than willing to continue to move EOS forward and try new things and yeah. get better and better at it, you know, so. Well, one of the things you said that just really, I think resonates is, um, you didn't say this, but I'm going to put the words in your mouth that the business, you needed to get out of your, out of the way. Oftentimes we as owners are the biggest bottleneck and yes. we cannot see that we are the bottleneck to our business because it's been our baby and we grew it to a certain place. And how could we be the problem? And mm -hmm. we are absolutely the problem. Yeah, I, I certainly was. see it. I, I mean, I see it in our business too. We, yeah. we probably have prevented our own growth just because we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really appreciate that you were able to have that shift in mindset as to this can be much better if I get the heck out of the way. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it really has. And we continue to grow almost even at a faster pace with great ideas. The team, uh, they're more empowered. Yeah. They're not so dependent on Aaron, you know, yeah. coming up. Let's, what, what does Aaron think? What does Aaron, you know, it's more what does the team think, mm -hmm. you know, and really generating, uh, we call them our weekly L10s, level 10 meetings. And uh, it's an EOS term. And... 
they meet every week and I don't have to be in those meetings. Well, and they have buy-in because they, they it's their own ideas and yeah. then they can move it forward. Yeah, yeah. Great, that's awesome. So what is it, Why? where do you think you found this passion to help entrepreneurs and their leadership teams? Is it just because of your experience? Yeah, so for the last 12, well, even before, when I had my home care agency, I first started speaking at the Home Care Association of America and also another conference uh, that's put on by Decision Health, a national publishing company that does a home care conference every year. So I started around the same time with both of those as a home care owner uh, speaking at these events. And because I just love to, to kind of share, share. what, share uh -huh, what absolutely. I've learned. And it started back then. And I always, when I, the reason I was a history major is I thought I was going to be a teacher and wanted to teach. And, and, you know, it's funny how those things that you still want to do, they end up kind of coming to fruition yeah. in a different way. Yeah, exactly. So I very much believe that I'm a teacher, and that's what I've been doing. But I've been teaching since, um, since about 2006 and helping entrepreneurs. And the home, care eight, the home care industry is mostly made up of small business owners. So I have been very much involved in helping our customers at Home Care Pulse uh, elevate their businesses. Home Care Pulse, what's kind of cool about that company is that we do a monthly core webinar series that generates typically around 2,000 registrants every month. Oh, wow. It's the number one um, webinar series in the industry as far as attendance and so forth. Yeah. There's no one that has that much attendance. There's a lot of great ones out there, but we really have a great following. We have the data for the industry and and uh, great presentations and so we've been doing that for quite a few years and so my passion is just it just kind of naturally yeah. flows into helping people with EOS now having the framework to be able to educate and teach is pretty pretty awesome yeah absolutely because yeah. I'm sure what you have seen whether it's home care or any other type of uh, entrepreneurial business is we're all we all have common things. Like you said, you're eight, what is it, eight points? Six points within the? Uh, six, yeah. six key components. So, yeah. I mean, clearly those key components translate to no matter what business you're yeah. in. Yeah, it's timeless. And so, yeah. And it, it goes, you know, I work in the home care industry and I also work locally with, with several businesses, a few handful of businesses here that marketing, telecom, you know, it doesn't matter what security. Yeah, I mean, we all are kind of doing matter. the same. Yeah, yeah. all facing EO, the same EOS things. EOS can be plugged into any type of business. So when you think about the audience that may be listening to this, there might be potential entrepreneurs out there or small business owners. What kind of advice would you give to them if they're considering starting their own business? You know, so often we, we start out with our why and and. You know, our why might be financial freedom, it might be um, personal freedom, you're in the corporate world, you're running ragged, you want to get out of it. But we don't capture that why early on. We just kind of think, okay, I'm going to start a business. And so the first thing I would do is, is shore up your foundation. Make sure that you have core values that don't just go on the wall, but you're hiring, firing, reviewing, recognizing, and rewarding based upon those core values. Getting that foundation laid early on that, uh, that means something. We call it the eight questions in EOS, answering the eight questions, setting your vision correctly. And then part of the second key component is right people, right seats. And that's a, a Jim Collins um, good term, to great. good to great. Mm -hmm. Stephen Covey used to use that term as well. And so 
it's really important that, you know, early on in the home care pulse days, I, I wasn't, that wasn't at the forefront. I was no. really kind of trying to get the business moving forward, hiring whoever I could to help. Well, and it's forward. interesting that, like, again, we said home care because it seems like your purpose is pretty obvious. You've got patients to take care of. And so it makes it, probably makes it feel like, well, I know what my purpose is. Yeah. But that's not necessarily it. Yeah, we get confused often as entrepreneurs is that we think that we're there to serve our business. It's really the other way around. As entrepreneurs, if you really think about it, your business is there to serve you. And what you want wanted originally to, to build for your family. Now, of course, you want to make a greater impact. And that's why I love home care, is I want to make a greater impact on the lives of seniors and their families. That was part of my mission or my vision. Mm -hmm. But even before that is I wanted to take care of my family. Yeah, right. And I wanted it to, uh, to give me some freedom. In a home care, and, and any home care owners who are listening to this understand because you can really lose sight of that. When you're taking care of others and you have a caregiver who doesn't show up, but you don't, you know, and you have to get that schedule filled, you can get in your business and not ever get out of it. Yeah. And so, what I try to do with EOS and helping these home care owners as well as so many others is to get out of their business, take a step back, and really get back to their why. Mm hmm. But they document. have to have defined that. They have to define <laughs> it. And most often they don't or didn't do it correctly. Yeah. Like core values, often we, we, we put together core values that are, are external facing. Right. So that our, we want to market them and we want our, our clients and customers to see them. That is not what core values are for. Mm -hmm. Core values are internal facing. They're what drive your decisions as a company, your, especially your people decisions, who you're going to hire. They need, you need to, hire need to align with that. Yeah. For example, one of our core values at Home Care Pulse is a continuous learner. We are all about autonomous learning and, and, and education. We have book readings and so forth. Every quarter we're reading a new book. And so hiring somebody who doesn't like to read, yeah, it's not gonna be the right fit. They wouldn't work in our culture. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. work someone else, but mm -hmm. not in Home Care Pulse culture. And so your core value should drive who you hire, how you review people, how you recognize, you need to recognize on those, those values. So anyway, it's laying that foundation, making sure it's shared by all, that people are all on the same page. And so you think, so if I'm a new business person just starting out, that that is the foundation that I need to make sure that I have in place before I go forward, yeah, really understand that. your business cards almost. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> well, and what I love about this, and, I, and I'm gonna repeat what you just said, is that it is not, um, it, this isn't a goal. This is a, what is my definition of success? And my job does not define my success. It is what that job provides me to be able to accomplish that gives me that fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I work in a home care industry and I wor have worked in home health for, I mean, in healthcare for 29 years. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to pick on my medical staff friends, but oftentimes I would see, physicians in their role that were miserable. So, you know, they had um, a family member or somebody say, hey, you should be a doctor because mm -hmm. you'll, you know, you'll be able to make some money there yeah. and take care of your family. And so, yeah, I'm smart at this and I can, I'm interested in it. And so they go yeah. through the motions to do that. And then they end up in a career that they really hate. And it's yeah. not because they don't love taking care of patients. Yeah. It's because it didn't actually provide them the environment of which 
they defined as success. Exactly. So I, I really love what you've just said because I think um, that, that's a passion of mine too, yeah. to make sure that people really understand Identify that why. your why. I mean, I, I love to take my Fridays, you know. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and it does yeah. your job allow you to do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Well, uh, yeah, so many examples that we could use yeah. for that. Um, okay, so where do you see the future of View Advisors going? Like, what do you, where do you see this? Will it be bigger? Can you, will you bring on more people like you? You know, that is, that, probably not. As long as I have involved in Home Care Pulse, I don't necessarily want to scale this. I'm at a point in my career that I want to work with those that, that, um, almost share my own core values in a sense. Some, mm -hmm. some of yeah, my you can clients. pick your clients. Yeah, yeah, pick my clients and work with those who are really trying to get traction in their business. Now, that doesn't mean I want to work with those who are frustrated, who are challenged. I love working with companies who have some, some, some challenges that are just cannot seem to get beyond those challenges because they're so in the business. Mm -hmm. I'm a third party coming from the outside with some training that can help them get unstuck, get them traction, get them moving forward again. And so as far as, as far as that is concerned is, is keeping it fairly small. As long as I, again, I'm involved at Home Care Pulse. I have, I have six kids. And so, yes, at some point I could bring on other EOS implementers possibly. Um, my preference is, is when I max out, I just refer it to other EOS implementers, especially on the national stage with mm -hmm. other home care providers. I'm also building some, you know, I'd love to, I really want to write a book uh, that's around EOS and possibly home care that, that's really plugging EOS into a home care business yeah. and making it very specific and niche um, and, and building out some additional product or, or service streams within my area of expertise when it comes to home care. What I didn't ask you, is this... Um is it like a franchise? Do you pay a particular portion to your trainer or how, I mean, how does this look? It's not, it's, it's a, you do pay for the training up front and you, and then on every, every month I do have a fee I pay to have access to their online Oh, got it. To resources, their resources. And they have uh -huh. amazing resources mm -hmm. um, for an EOS implementer. That's really, EOS Worldwide has done a phenomenal job in providing the support for EOS implementers. Uh, every quarter I fly out to Denver as well as Detroit once a year we have our annual and I fly out to Detroit once a year and three times a year to Denver. Do they the control how many EOS um, trainers are in a particular area or? No, they don't. It could be it could whoever. Be, yeah, uh -huh. it's not based on territory and I like that, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. having more helps build the brand, you yeah. know, the EOS yeah, yeah. brand. There's like, there's about 30 EOS implementers just in Minneapolis. And so there's some some pockets of the country that are pretty that have, saturated. That have a lot of yeah. even though you talk to someone in Minneapolis, they don't feel it's saturated at all. Well, I think the point here is that maybe not everybody meshes with you, yeah. you know. And like you said, you have to have the right clients. Yeah. So, but you don't want them to not have this product. Exactly. So let's let them work with somebody else. And mm -hmm. I prefer if they do, if it's someone who again is another home care agency or another company who's who say is in Chicago or in LA or, or Las Vegas or whatever the place might be, is to contact me and, and, and let me uh, make an introduction and make sure that I, I know a lot of EOS implementers out there and make sure it's a good fit for them. Yeah, right, you know? so right, that's, that's good. That's really important to me. 
Okay, Erin, so when you look back at all the things that you've been through to get where you're at now, what do you think, what would you say was the most worthwhile risk that you have taken in all of this journey? Uh, the most worthwhile had to be at the beginning when I started my home care agency is that I wouldn't be here without jumping out into the into the abyss almost, you know, and taking that leap of faith at the age of 29, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 47 now. And so it's, uh, it was, yeah, that, that bar none has to be, you know, my, my greatest, when I look back and that started everything mm -hmm. else after that mm -hmm. is being willing to, to, to start something that I really had no training in or. Why did you think I you did. could do that? I mean, at that time in our lives, like you said, you had small children, you had yeah. a wife. Why did you think that 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 you had the skills to do that. Do you think it was naivety or do you just feel like if you were, bit, yeah. yeah, I think sometimes that's what does to it. But were you just like, this is my calling. I got to get out of corporate America. Well, I, I, I think part of it's uh, how I was raised and just great parents who try to foster this. You could do, you know, you can do anything, anything you, put you, your mind, you put your mind to. And I look back, I know it so it sounds really kind of insane, you know, as far as just jumping into into something completely different from what I was used to. But what I what I and I believe this I believed it back then and I believe it today is that any good operator the difference between a good operator and a bad operator isn't experience in the industry as much as it's surrounding yourself with the right people and understanding that you can't do it all. Yeah. And I learned that early on. It was something that I kind of gravitated to and realized that that I needed to find the people who were better than I was at certain skills. And that I I had I had a lot of confidence in my ability to run a business and to know where all the all the parts needed to fit together. But getting the right processes and the right people in place you know, EOS I didn't have with my home care agency, but I certainly was a student of, of E-Myth. You know, E-Myth Revisited. I actually took their mastery course back then. I was mm -hmm. really, even back then, educated You were myself. looking for, I yeah. I was looking uh -huh. for information. I also, when I first started, I joined a, a network called the Seniors Choice Network, which, um, you know, Steve Everhart, the founder, is still a mentor of mine. And um, and and that helped me was with... A lot of the tools and kind of helped me understand the business out of the gate. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that there were resources yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah and I did uh -huh. tap into those types of resources. Yeah. I didn't go into it completely in, in blindly. <laughs> like I don't know but, how to take care of patients, but yeah. it can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, my first, my, not my first, but my second uh, client was a uh, was a combative dementia. Oh yeah, it's tough. And to you know, in the entire eight years I had that company. That was my hardest client was my second one wow and i i didn't have enough caregivers so i had to go take care of her and you know trying to bathe her and <laughs> she was hitting me yeah and right. it was just like, i what? and at that was the time where i thought what did i just get myself into right is this but my I, future yeah but uh -huh. i also decided i would never be short caregivers at that point you know that, I was that was your motivation that was my motivation uh -huh. but uh you know the things you you go through to try to make you know, turn things into success. Yeah. Well, and it helped you appreciate the work that yeah, your caregivers absolutely. do because that is a tough environment. Yeah. yeah. Well, Aaron, is there anything that we didn't address that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up? 
you know, I just think anyone who has, and we hear this, follow your dreams, you know, but, uh, but don't just follow your dreams, have a plan. You know, really think through, I, I would say read the book Traction if you're thinking about starting a business uh, by Gina Wickman. It's really kind of a great start to that. Um, there's a lot of great books, Good to Great being another one, but you know, it's, it's, it's having the idea, but then really making sure it fits within, you know, and Jim Collins calls it the hedgehog concept, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But uh, what are the three circles? You know, what can you be the best in the world at? What drives your passion? Not what you can be passionate about, but what are you already passionate, you know? And, and then the, the last one, you know, make sure it feeds your family. It's mm -hmm. the economic engine. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then, you know, usually businesses fail not because of the product, but because of a, just a poor plan, which includes cash flow and all those other yeah, things right. that we hear, but right. just, just poor execution. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love, you know, the EOS and how that works. Is, is well, what I love about it, what I love about it too, is um, uh, in this age where student loan debt is so high, um, I'm not suggesting that education isn't valuable because clearly I'm a well-educated individual, but I can see where there are so many different resources that people, you know, that if school isn't necessarily the right place for you to be, yeah. does not mean that you don't, you will not be a successful business owner. Oh, you don't have absolutely. to go to business school in order to oh, be an amen entrepreneur. Amen and there's that. other resources. So yeah. Especially now. Yeah. If I had what we have today when I started my home care company, yeah, you could have 10 x it. Yeah, yeah, I could have 10x'd yeah, it. I yeah. really could have. I may yeah. still be in it, you know, if I, <laughs> if I could have done that yeah. and, and scaled it like, I, like I've been able to do recently. So, yeah. yeah it's Great. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. I can feel your passion for this work and your energy for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams and get their lives back while achieving their dreams because that's the problem balance as well yeah. i'm excited to watch view advisors and see your clients achieve their dreams and goals just like you have and um, thank you for being here and for helping us all just get a little bit better in our business and giving us this resource Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair located in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. So if you're looking for honesty and integrity in automotive repair, along with top-notch customer service, you guys know there's only one place to go. So come and see us and let our family take care of your family. Now, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for the business leadership moment so you can learn tips and tactics that will help you lead your business to success. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for staying for the business leadership moment. This particular segment is sponsored by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference and it is coming to East Idaho very, very soon. November 6th, 7th, and 8th. The majority of those sessions are the 7th and the 8th. Um, they're doing like a Shark Tank kind of a thing on the 6th and so... Such fun things, such great information. Really want to see you there. Please go to www.idahoriseCon.com and check it out. And don't forget, Rise is spelled with a Z. Um, they also have their monthly RiseX event. And in the month of October, there will just be one. Pocatello and Idaho Falls will be combined. And it will be at um, 
the Shoshone Bannock Center. So please check it out. We'd love to see you there. Um, the Another reason why I'd love to see you at RiseCon is because I get to speak. I'm sure I have shared that with you guys before. But if you heard during uh, Aaron's segment, we talked a little bit about defining your why, knowing your definition of success, that that's really a fundamental thing, especially if you are starting a business, to know what your professional definition of success is. Also, not just for you, but what is the definition of success for your business How do you weave those values in everything that you do, including the people that you hire? So that topic gets me really excited because that's what I'm going to talk about at RiseCon. So I just wanted to prep you a little bit with, with thinking about some of those things. You know, I wonder if you know individuals that seem to be kind of miserable in their lives and perhaps their businesses as well. Have you run into people who are in a career that they despise in a city they really hate, um, or maybe even a relationship that they regret. How did we get to that point? How I know we've all worked with people who are miserable. And when you sit down and you really talk with them, they're not living their definition of success. They're what they perceive as their blueprint in life is different from their life circumstances or their reality. Um, so what happens? How, how do we get there? Well, if you ask me, I think the reason is that they didn't take the time to define what success looks like for them. Sometimes I think that blows our mind a little bit. We don't really understand what that means. And defining success is not a goal. So if I, you know, want to lose 20 pounds and that's how I did define success, that's a goal. That is not defining success. Um, living in the right size body and being able to enjoy all of the activities and eat healthy food, that is the definition of success. A goal is, you know, an out, an end. And a definition of success is a way of being. It is what you're living in, in the now. And so how often are we taking the time to sit down and really say, this is this is where I'm at peace. This is what lights me up. This is what I define as success. And the circumstances of whatever I find myself in will or will not support that. It's not dependent on a job. It's not, you know, if I get this job, I'm going to be able, I'm going to be successful. It's what that job will give me. Or if I have this business, I'll be successful. It's not what, it's not the business. It's what that business gives you. And so you have to define what it is you really want. Um, if you don't, and if you're one of those miserable people, uh, what I think happens with them is that, that you can only maintain someone else's definition of success for you for so long, and then you are miserable. And that, that happens so often where we get into positions where, um, or we see people that get into positions who are just miserable and they are not, they're living somebody else's definition of success for them, not their own. Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. So I believe every business owner, every person needs to define their true why because of the clarity of purpose that it provides. It fuels the passion that keeps you going, and it helps make the how to get to that much, much easier because when you really know what that definition is, you, can, you will seek to get it. And you don't get stuck on, well, how am I going to get there? Because it will come 
just as you define and you work on getting to what your definition is. So I just wanted to to give you, um, I get real passionate about that. You heard me when we were talking with Aaron, when I was talking with Aaron. I wanted to be able to talk with you about this more and really explore what this means for you. So please, please, please come to my session on November 7th. I think I'm in the 4.15, so it's late in the afternoon. Um, and I would love to be able to have you at my session so we can talk more about this and I could hear about your journey and um, maybe if there's something I can do to help you, I'm there to be able to help you. Please, please come check it out, IdahoRiseCon.com and uh, RiseCon is November 6th through the 8th. I hope to see you there and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com